0: hello and welcome to this week at the movies i'm matt i'm eric and this week we are diving into evil dead rise and the evil dead franchise it uh what started as a uh, as a dream between two friends who are film students in 1981 at a shoddy cabin in the woods has morphed into something a little bit different over the now 42 years Uh, that this has been going on it's easy to do that math because unfortunately that's also my age (laughs) (laughs) big birthday coming up on thursday uh but happy birthday it has been a decade uh, since we've seen an evil dead movie we we got a reboot in 2013 so there was a lot of skepticism about evil dead rise which at one point they were going to dump straight to streaming instead kind of unceremoniously put in theaters this i will tell you is one of the few major releases i've seen this year that did not offer an advanced screening for the press which always makes you a little nervous nervous as well but eric i'm gonna say i was pleasantly surprised i'll let you kick it off what did you think of evil dead rise 5 for 5.
1: Uh for for separate reasons, I love all 5 Evil Dead movies including Evil Dead Rise. Like and and that's that's a fairly consistent that's a good running streak for a franchise to be able to pull that off in different ways. Um it wasn't the greatest movie of all time. I agree with some criticisms I've seen from other people where, you know, a lot of it is it's just very 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 effective filmmaking like very good looking very solid almost like they do some some things they just they just released this in the uh red letter media review of this that when they show the characters having the uh as the, as they put it the darth maul eyes you know that they got in the reboot uh one character has this and they went to lengths to kind of digitally give it like a reflection of multiple like like a natural eye like I don't know there's there's a gratuitous amount of effort put into the set pieces and and then the gore and everything that people generally wa- lo- appreciate in these movies. The the weird thing is that it is just polished and perfect and good looking. The this whole trilogy is sort of it's 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 sort of more it just works well enough to spark your imagination. And you can see all the strings, so it's weird having two movies in the franchise that can just be taken seriously and have very polished visual effects. And so, you know, I I, I don't like. I thought the mother who is featured in all the trailers is the most most effective thing in the movie. I think she was fantastic. I think the kids were more naturalistic actors than the adults. I feel like the adults were hitting marks and performing sort of a stage play at first when they're talking. Um, But, you know, when you think uh, like uh, any form of high rise or like apartment building, uh, deadites breaking out, people having to be trapped in and having to keep to the sort of scale and style of the franchise so that it doesn't just feel like this weird, why did they even call it evil dead movie? I They did a fantastic job. I was really pleasantly surprised. It was horrific. It has all these great little moments, and this something about when they get the personalities of the deadites right, and they're just like gross and unpleasant. I I really appreciate that. Like they find the right balance of depravity in in what they're doing. The mom acting like a mom, making like gross breakfast, and like the girl like eating the wine glass like the way she talked about it and the swallowing and every everything about that was just like oh that's exactly what it is so i am giving it a solid one thumb up but not quite a two thumbs up
0: yeah so i'll be honest going in i was more than a little skeptical the trailer didn't do it for me uh pretty much at all and uh so the i guess the way they've distinguished this is sam raimi and bruce campbell's original franchise is called the evil dead so like when you look on internet movie database this movie uh it says it's just a sequel to a single movie and not part of a larger franchise so i guess their idea was that they rebooted it which would make sense from a tonal standpoint there are three of the sam raimi films the evil dead evil dead 2 army of darkness which we'll we'll get into those i I enjoyed those for what they were i uh not to give anything away wasn't as wild about fidi alvarez reboot in 2013 so i wasn't sure how i was going to feel about this and i don't know if it's just getting older or whatnot but um intensive gore isn't my thing anymore and i i've mentioned this before to you and to others i can't take chainsaws so this one had a cheese grater a chainsaw and the biggest wood chipper i've ever seen in my effing life i was pretty on edge but i will start by saying i'm giving it also a thumbs up i think it's the best horror movie i've seen this year it is deeply unsettling at times deeply deeply unsettling i'm glad you brought up mom this is Alyssa sutherland creepiest freaking marketing campaign they've had this year that that's her that's what they did with the makeup she also had some of the creepiest line readings just like You see it in the trailer, but it's even more powerful in the movie when she leans back and says, oh, mommy's with the maggots now. And the way they drop her voice, I was just like, oh no, I'm gonna pee myself. And some of the attacks, like when she jumps the young guy in the hallway and does that thing to his face, I was glad I wasn't eating. I had eaten some carrots. I was like, please settle, settle down in my tummy um because but um i liked the actress that played her sister lily sullivan um i thought she did a a decent job as a heroine the kids were okay um what i liked was so we start at that traditional cabin in the woods the kind of beginning and ending of this movie are are bookends to a story that maybe we'll see maybe we'll never see they sort of loosely connect to What we're really doing is for the first time this one moves into the urban setting you're in a dilapidated high rise in Los Angeles starts out by saying hey they're going to knock this building down next week, everything's falling apart, you get an earthquake because it's California that you know unearths some treasures. And then you kind of get all these people locked in. And I thought for a while, I'm a, I was. you see that central family throughout the trailer, but they introduced five or six other people. I was amazed at how quickly that entire group just got dispatched, mostly off screen. And I was like, oh, interesting. But this is probably one of the most bloody films I've ever seen, but they make it work. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, which was completely surprising to me I, I may have closed my eyes a few times when they were doing the the chainsaw into a wood chipper um best use of wood chipper since fargo <laughs> okay cool but but i don't know i i was kind of surprised at how how much i enjoyed what lee cronin did here uh, as yeah. the writer director
1: Yeah, I'm going to be watching him just as much as I was Fede Alvarez. I'm sure we'll get to that in a minute. But I I did want to say like, yeah, there was something about the extra characters and the little time we spent with them that brings up like both what I like and don't like about the movie. Like they're they're basically just bodies to be killed, you know, to serve a purpose. And that I always think could go a little bit better with characters. But
0: well, the one guy guy didn't even get a cool death. He just swallowed an eyeball.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and the um the example of the sequence that's just through the keyhole, like the eye hole. Was brilliant. That was fantastic. And it, it is exactly what this movie does really well, which is do enough with the gore in the visuals to earn that it's doing something disgusting, but not too much to where it's something like Renfield, where it's spurting CGI blood all over your face.
0: I mean... As soon as I they do this kind of throwaway shot of seeing a cheese grater on the floor, my entire body tensed up. Because I was like, oh, shit. These are the kind of things you need to throw out the window. Yeah. Once, once bad things start happening, you need to go through that kitchen. You take everything. You throw it out the window. You unplug the garbage disposal. Don't, don't leave anything to chance.
1: Don't play games like maybe I'll use this to defend myself. No, just God. throw it out. Just
0: Done. <laughs> Yeah, and as soon as it comes out, I'm like, nope, nope, don't don't put yourself in this vulnerable position. Oh, nope, this is the end for me. But, I mean, they did a pretty fantastic... It, the I would say the third act, blood, blood Wash, was just... And you get kind of the homage to The Shining. Yeah. Which was, you know, fascinating. And where they you can't really have an evil dead movie without a chainsaw. And it, even though I tell you, I, I don't like not. them, you know, you know yeah. what you're in for when it's coming up. But
1: That's the thing. I feel like, I feel like they're dangerously close to coming up with a trope in their own universe of making sure there's a chainsaw in the hand of the heroine or, or, or protagonist. in at the end of the third act so that they can do something extremely gory as like the end of a fireworks display. And
0: Everyone has to have a thing. I guess.
1: Yeah, I think there's, there could be worse tropes to have. Like, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you mentioned uh, Five for Five for you. So I'm going to let you uh, start off. We wanted to talk about the Evil Dead franchise, which I mentioned goes back to 1981 when a little-known filmmaker named Sam Raimi and his best friend and actor Bruce Campbell came up with this kind of really, really shoestring budget film called the evil dead out uh, at a cabin in the woods just a couple of characters uh like you said has to use a lot to the imagination it was it became something of a cult classic so he was given money to make a sequel which if we're being honest was really just a bigger budget remake i mean yep. it's got two they in the title. To. it's got two in the title but
1: well, it didn't which... originally. Like, it's weird. It's weird that they're even allowed to be called a sequel. Because basically, it's it's they didn't have the rights to, to make a sequel to the Evil Dead. So they made Dead by Dawn. And then they're just like, who are we kidding? <laughs> kidding. I don't know. It's weird.
0: Which then parlays to Army of Darkness, which... I, You know, a completely different feel. Uh, yeah. That was early 90s i think that one was 92 and then uh we had a long stretch before went back to remake it as evil dead with jane levy uh in the the starring role in 2013 before we get to rises so for you how do you how does the franchise hit you? you said you like them all do you have favorites
1: well, yeah, it just kills me that this is 10 years old. That's I can't even start with that. Um yeah. this this version, by the way, cuz I'm a I'm a hardcore a hard copy fan of things. Uh has an unrated version that includes a couple of scenes in the movie that are like like the remake of the the song that they sing underneath the, the, like all that stuff that you might have seen in the trailer. I don't know, it's cool. It's a little bit of worth a little bit of added here and there stuff. Um I I was a huge fan, like around 2012, 2013 is when I actually started going to the theaters to watch horror movies. I had mostly just done like rentals, bring them home, watch it with friends so you can talk through them kind of things. I never really got a lot out of, you know, sitting. And then I realized that this is just something I'm a fan of, start going to do that. And then out comes, again, one of the most impressive displays of practical horrific effects you know, what was going on around the time of this was uh, The Conjuring had come out the same year, Sinister had come out the year before, and while those are both really effective movies that I really like for their own reasons, they are CGI supported, they're not, they, there's there's sort of a, a badge, a, a legacy to this series of movies of, they are hard to make. And that's the quote from Bruce Campbell is movies that are easy to make are hard to watch. And I feel like every single one of these lives up to a certain standard of imagination and and insanity that is just unique enough for their own right. Like this one tried to take itself seriously, the original, but ended up being just campy enough that they decided to lean into the camp when they're making Evil Dead 2. And Evil Dead 2 is a lot of people's favorites, and I think that's well-deserved. But these three are tied for me, the remake and the original two, for varied reasons. Because Evil Dead 2, you get a different kind of entertainment out of it. And this one, you get more just straight comedy in Army of Darkness than you get out of the other ones. But it's still... I just
0: love me some Bruce Campbell. I don't know.
1: He's, He's... Someone pointed this out to me the other day on a trip I was going on, that army of darkness is really the movie where bruce campbell is the most iconically ash
0: Mm -hmm. that that until they did that stars tv series
1: which i've only seen the first season but i love it too i got i'm still going through it
0: yeah and bruce campbell you know sometime we should deep dive into his he is like the king of some of these b-movie things my first introduction to him was not these uh evil dead movies because um I found those probably when I was in college. But, uh, and you you will get a, probably get a kick out of this. When I was 12, I was super pumped to see this show called The X-Files uh, mm-hmm. that was premiering on Friday night. And before it, they had this Western serial um, comedy that was created by Carlton Cuse. Called The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. And Bruce Campbell is the Marshall of Briscoe County Jr. And I ended up adoring that. It only got 27 episodes. I'm probably one of 10 people in America that bought it as soon as it became available on DVD. Um, I, I have copies of it. I've probably watched it a million times. And that cool. was my introduction to Bruce Campbell. Um, and I've seen, he's done a lot of weird and wacky. Um, b horrors uh or kind of b genre films uh like where he played a uh aging and hiding elvis and bubba hotep mm-hmm. um i mean just i love his style so i was happy when i went back to those and i'm glad you highlighted on um campy because that is a little bit of the hallmark of those kind of three sam Raimi movies That made them endearing and i am i I guess i'm one of those cliche people evil dead 2 is my favorite of the evil dead movies i I like i liked evil dead i just evil dead 2 they essentially are doing the exact same thing with a little bit better effects and maybe it's because they steered into the to the campiness a little bit more and it's just a little bit more polished I'm going to say Evil Dead Rises would now be, or Evil Dead Rise would now be my second favorite of the Evil wow. Dead films. And it tonally could not be more different from the Sam yeah. Raimi films. I mean, it's a very much pretty serious horror. There there aren't a lot of laughs around the dilapidated apartment complex in downtown Los Angeles in this movie. Um, there are a lot of things that are cringeworthy think- and deeply unsettling
1: there was a lot of nervous laughter in the audience I watched with. There was a lot of like, (laughs) and then someone says something really like messed up to say. And just like, it kind of gives people permission to think they can laugh a little bit more. And then it's some kind of like jump or scream. Like it's, it's some something.
0: But I have, you know, I would say that for me, there's not a big gulf between the three original films and evil dead rise in terms of my enjoyment. Um, you know, I I enjoyed all the Sam Raimi ones. I it, it kind of makes me think I need to go give Evil Dead a another chance. I remember going into that one. What was off putting for me was the radical departure in terms of tone. Mm. And I think you're right that now we've come, we've gotten a little more used to the um, kind of level of violence and gore because as much as I'm talking about enjoying Evil Dead Rise. It took that to a whole other level from what the 2013 Evil Dead did and that was one of the things that I remember put me off a little bit. I didn't enjoy this more serious tone. And there was just something about them trying to redo the story that didn't work for me. I don't hate it, but it's it would definitely be bottom of the heap for me.
1: And I don't I don't think I can I can see there I think watching Evil Dead and Evil Dead Rise back-to-back, back, it would be an excellent case study in effective gore. Because I, I happen to like Evil Dead, but even I know that's reveling in its gore effects. And I don't like, like the Saw sequels and some of the stuff that like does stuff like that. I just happen to like the choices they make in this movie. But this movie revels in its gore. Evil Dead Rise uses it more as a weapon, a tool for, like, the audience. We don't, we don't, like, uh, so, for example, there's a moment in Evil Dead Rise where there's a tattoo needle very close to someone's eye.
0: Yes, that was also deeply unsettling.
1: And then what actually happens is someone gets, you know, the needle in the cheek, but your view is obscured by a hand. You actually see nothing. Okay? So, even though everything works... It's it's so tricky cuz there's blood everywhere but like it's so weird what you're seeing. And contrast 2013 there is someone who fully has a needle all the way in and they have to slowly pull out the needle from their eyeball and do, like yeah it's it's yeah. it's reveling in the uh, gore effect that they managed to pull off and making it a showcase of blood.
0: Part of me wonders too way. if uh cuz it was I think it was like right the summer before Uh, Joss Whedon gave us the cabin in the woods, which uh, after no no, same same. No, I think it's 2012. I think it was the same year as Avengers. This
1: this was 2013.
0: Yes, but I think the cabin in the woods. Kevin the woods was 2012.
1: Was the year before?
0: Yes, and it and it had that campy like. I loved that movie because it took the and you know that they were they were doing this nondescript cabin in the woods because of evil dead and films like that and i so love that movie and then when i get to this remake of evil dead which is they they weren't going for for humor and it's okay not all movies have to Mm -hmm. but you you bring up a good point like we when we had hit that era of saw and a couple of them i got really burned out on the in your face violence um i still remember watching the hills have eyes remake and not being able to watch lost for two months after that because the girl that played claire had something unspeakable done to her in that film and every time she came up on lost i was like nope it just put me right back there and i'm like hard pass when she got kidnapped by the others i was like praise jesus because i was like (laughs) i'm not i can go back to watching the show i'm not gonna have to see it and if you haven't seen the first season of lost but at this point in time i think the spoiler lid has lifted on that that was what 2004 but probably one of the longest movie reviews i've ever written in my entire life was for the hills have eyes remake which mistook wes craven's storytelling and the darkness of an idea for just an all-out bloodbath gore fest that was disgusting it wasn't scary it was just disgusting and i got kind of burned out on that style of horror and not to say that's specifically what they're trying to do with evil dead but by the time i hit those kind of movies it was almost a turn off
1: the one time i tried to watch the hills have eyes remake i fell asleep 20 minutes
0: in and woke up to the credits well i have only
1: seen that movie in my subconscious
0: i i have long struggled with taking ted levine seriously because i'm a huge silence of the lambs fan
1: Mm. and
0: that voice is undeniably you know it doesn't matter ted levine was the captain on monk still sometimes the way he pronounced a word i'd be like you're going to find a body in his monk yeah, cool. well don't go to his house so he's in that Hills Have Eyes remake so I'm like already thinking but yeah you're not I don't think you're missing much that's um, the, guy <laughs> oh, that no, made... the guy that made I'm Alexander good. Aj he's another one that I just
1: <sighs> just watch out for that name <sighs>
0: there's only one of his movies that i sort of enjoy and that's and this is just shallow matt know, this episode's probably put people off my my taste but it's yeah Pir- piranha 3d oh it's no just because i love that style of there's ridiculous something ridiculous creature movie. films well and like elizabeth shoe and they actually i don't know if you've seen all of piranha 3d and you know what again i It's It's been over a decade, I'm not spoiling this for you, but they have Richard Dreyfuss and they don't come out and say that it's Hooper, but they are pretty much implying that it's Hooper from Jaws on the ship getting eaten by the piranhas at the beginning. And that's just my wheelhouse. That movie, I'm pretty sure Jerry O'Connell's in it. It's not good, but it's spring break at Lake Havasu and these killer piranhas escape. And it was during that wave of 3D horror movies.
1: Yeah. It's
0: the right kind of over the top. Many of his movies I've struggled with are over the top that are not the right type of over the top. This yeah. was spot on right type of over the yeah, top.
1: Yeah, there's over the top having fun with yourselves and creating something for an, an, the point of entertainment. And then there's the creativity of throwing money at like blood and what you think is trending with people and hoping it entertains people yeah. and i think nobody that that's the thing so far with evil dead is there has never been an instance where someone is clamoring asking for i mean maybe army of darkness because there was a huge fandom at the time but it's not like they were trying to meet some huge fan demand ever like even yeah. with this one people are like what a new evil dead movie is out what
0: but now i do have to ask you it seems like there's been pretty generally positive response to this film yeah it's not had incredible box office but it's had pretty incredible review and i feel like it's the kind of movie that's going to have a long second shelf life on mm-hmm. BOD do you think that gets people more interested? Because I feel like the kind of lack of commercial success of the 2013 film is the reason we didn't see. Because there's been an Evil Dead 2 that's been in production for about a decade.
1: Yeah, and and I mean, I'd be okay if if we just kept doing things like, like this. As long as you don't get too repetitive with the plot beats, you just come upon the next unfortunate souls. Like, like like Jumanji, but for only adults, you know, who run across the book and what that means and what kinda new context, you know. This kind
0: of does remind me of Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, which was a sequel to a movie, and I remember watching the trailer thinking there is no point in making this. And then mm-hmm. you go see it and you're pleasantly surprised. I don't know if it's because you had lower expectations, but I thought about that with Evil Dead Rise. You know, it's a sequel or reboot to a movie that i was like oh you know i didn't think they needed to make another one Uh, i guess i'll go see it and then you see something you weren't expecting yep well any other evil dead thoughts
1: what are your what's your final ranking so for you if i could guess (laughs) for you so it's it's two and then I can't tell which one is ahead out of Army of Darkness and their original Evil Dead.
0: Um, for me, it's two, and then I would say Rise. Evil Dead now. Rise. And then, but it was two Army of Darkness, original Evil Dead. I mean, there I have them by on Letterbox. They all have the same score. Yeah, so that's kind of, yeah. It's kind of picking. It's I have four movies that in that franchise that all have the exact same score.
1: That is the crazy thing about this. Is so for being so diverse in tone these are so wildly consistent like mm-hmm. and they're all ah, yeah
0: an army of darkness works for me not for any of like the necessarily evil dead reasons but you know they it's it's at an era too where it had stop motion animation yeah i mean they all do but this one really kind of leaned into the stop motion and if you think too hard about it the plot plots fairly ridiculous but
1: <laughs> i i am as impressed at the level of detail they put into evil dead rise and some of like the tiny little makeup effects that they put onto as i as much as i en- that is i enjoy that just as much as i enjoy just a whole fake plastic skeleton being chucked at bruce campbell's face so that he can just pretend it's alive for a second and throw it away
0: i just you know, I just deeply appreciate Bruce Campbell.
1: Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, I watched uh, Running Time recently. It's an independent movie. It's a 90 minutes uh, inspired by ropes, So they tried to make it seem like one shot. Incredible. It's problematic in a lot of ways, but it's like it's Bubba Hotep. It's that movie, if it weren't for Bruce Campbell kind of like chewing the fabric of the movie into irony... You know, you you might have problems with it, but it's something he's just so damn charming. I don't
0: know. I know. It's it's just a certain level of appreciation, which I've gathered uh, from some of the ones I've tried to show my wife doesn't share. (laughs) Okay. But what are you going to do? So uh, that'll do it for this week. Next week you know what the summer blockbuster season is here and as i was telling eric pre-show i'm not emotionally prepared i watched a ton of summer movie trailers yesterday in front of the movies i went to see and uh it's going to be a fun summer but it is going to be i can tell an emotional summer and that starts right off the bat I look forward to the first weekend in May because it's always my birthday weekend and the kickoff to the summer movie season. And this year they've rewarded me with Guardians Volume 3. I couldn't be more excited, and yet I'm going to have to hydrate before this movie. I'm going to have to hydrate. And uh, you will be getting some fresh and raw thoughts because uh, due to some travel plans, I will actually be seeing it Uh, next sunday in the morning before we do our uh, show so it's it's going to be raw but i will have had time to think about it because then we're chasing it by going to see book club the next chapter immediately after (laughs) (laughs) okay but we will look at guardians volume three and we will talk about some james gunn who you know has done some very interesting movies and now has the future of dc films in his hands yep we'll weigh the pros and cons of all that next week uh until then hope you go see some excellent movies if you're not into horror i will give a shout out to are you there god it's me margaret which was delightful and also a little indie film called polite society which uh i didn't know what to expect i thought it was completely charming um so a couple of movies worth checking out if you don't want to be bathed in blood Till then, have a great week. See you
1: at the movies.